My longest relationship was seven years, and we met through a personal ad in the Village Voice. And this is pre, you know, pre-online apps. Um, I mean, I used I used the internet, but it wasn't much back in the eighties. When I got single again in the nineties, I kind of thought, well, maybe these apps are religious. So I did AOL. I met people that way. I made a lot of my friends that way. I had a whole network of friends that I met through AOL chat rooms. And and then that kind of evolved. And, you know, and then I got, you know, I tried Grinder. Grinder's like just a meat market. And people tell me that apps in general vary according to where you are. Like in some cities, Tinder is a meat market. And in other cities, it's Grinder. I think Grinder's always a meat market. <laughs> True. I wanted to start a podcast about dating. And I put on my Tinder profile that I was looking for people to interview and also a co-host because while I have some insights to offer, I figured having somebody else to bounce ideas off of, get a different perspective, it worked out that it's a female perspective, all these things would be beneficial. Somebody hit me up on Tinder and said, hey, I was just talking to a friend of mine about how I should do a podcast about online dating. That is where I come in. I saw Chris on Tinder um, and I read his profile and I was actually on the phone with my, with one of my best friends at the time. And we had just been talking about this. Uh, we said, you know, we should do a podcast about online dating. This whole thing is a disaster. Um, we were both, you know, recently dumped and back on the apps. I swiped right. And, and then when he messaged me, I, I couldn't, I couldn't withhold my excitement about the project. I was, I was so into it and we set up, uh, we set up a meeting and, um, and it was it was perfect. And and here we are. So it's it's pretty good. If you're going on an app or if you're like just dating anyone in general, I think that you kind of have to go all in. I think early on, like I might have like used like a match.com or something like probably like when I was like 22 or 23. Um, and I was like, oh, like, you know, I just kind of like browse around or like see. And like, that's like not the way to do it. Like you get on an app like. You almost like it's almost like a part time job. Like you have to put the time in, you know, you have to like say yes to dates. You have to kind of do some things. You have to put yourself out there because I think if you only like do it like halfway, like it's not going to work. You know, then you're going to be like fed up like, oh, I'm not meeting anyone or I haven't matched with anyone. Um, Unfortunately, like it does take time and effort. So I think like you have to be willing to do that probably to meet somebody hopefully good and or, you know, or just like meet somebody that you want to like spend a few more dates with, too. And so since we met, we've been just like collecting stories, interviewing people. Um, It's been much easier for me to interview people. I put my profile that I was looking for stories for this podcast and got a lot of interest. People just like, oh man, have I got a story for you? And some of them agreed to be interviewed on the phone and I met some people in person and we just talked about dating. Your experience has not been the same. Do you know what? I walk around telling people that I am banned from Tinder. It's a point of pride for me now because it illustrates how different the female experience is on dating apps versus the male experience. I was on Tinder asking people for stories in a very, I think my profile was very similar to to yours. Um, Basically said, I'm looking for your dating stories. I'm starting a podcast. I'm really excited to hear from you, that kind of thing. And 
I learned number one that nobody reads a profile; they just swipe on the picture. <laughs> no. uh, and uh, and then I learned how angry people can become when they feel rejected. And it wasn't even an overt rejection; it was just that I was interested in something besides them personally. And so I was reported, and I was banned from Tinder. And actually, it has forced me into other apps, so I feel like it forced me to grow out of Tinder. Though I did email them, asking them to reconsider, um, but they, they shot me down, so. Did they respond at all? They did, they responded. And they said no? Yeah, they said no. They said, um, you are in violation of our you know, terms, and you will remain banned. And I had written a very nice email. I said, listen, I did not think that this was a violation, considering the fact that someone I know has been asking for dating stories for over for almost a year now. And I promised them I wouldn't do it again. And I promised them I had no financial incentive to be doing this. It was just a, a research project. And they were not having it, so... Oh, that's such bullshit. Tinder lost me. Such bullshit. Because there's... Yeah. I mean, there are, there are women on Tinder, and I'm sure other dating apps, they're like straight-up prostitutes. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. send me money, yes. and I'll send you pictures. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually heard that from... Um, from a, a few a few men, they they've met girls on apps. They've you know gone on a coffee date or a date for a couple of drinks, and then they get these. Will you Venmo me this amount of money if I send you this picture? You know, very transactional kind of uh, communications. There was one guy I actually managed to interview, and he was telling me that uh, he ran into a pyramid scheme. This woman had him meet her at, you know, a bar, and then she started to talk about her business and how she had to recruit X amount of people, and um, she, like, invited him to this, you know, two-hour free, you know, kind of <laughs> meeting where someone tells you about, I don't know, selling knives door-to-door, -door, whatever it is, uh, and, and, you know, that's pretty terrible. So I had the weirdest first date ever this week, um, specifically because it was on Valentine's Day, um, which I thought was like a super bold move on his part. And when he said, oh, like, I'm available Thursday, I, I, I had to stop and be like, I'm available Thursday, too, but I just want to make sure you know that it is Valentine's Day and that this won't be weird. He's like, well, I thought it was a little weird, but, like, we've talked about it now, so I guess it's not weird anymore. And I'm like, that's, that, that's valid, great. We got on the same, it was fine. I don't know that it was like super sparky. For me, he seemed to be very interested. I'm gonna go, we're gonna go out again because I wanna see if like, okay, like sometimes, sometimes it takes a couple dates to like gel with someone. But like, I haven't heard from him since Thursday. And I'm kinda, it, it, to go from, I dropped him off at the Metro at like, 9.15 and by 9.32 he'd asked me for a second date to like not hear from someone for two days. It feels weird and I'm also kind of like, well, were you interested? I don't, I don't understand. So what's dating like been for you? Oh, God in heaven. Uh, it has been a, you know, I feel like I've experienced a little bit of everything uh, and that's why I was so interested in uh, being a part of this podcast, uh, I have basically consistently since my 
late teens, early twenties, been in long-term relationships where I met people in person, tried marriage for a little while. That was all right. After I got divorced, I, um, kind of emerged into the dating world. I realized nobody was meeting in person anymore and I had no idea what to do or how to navigate it or how to get back in the game. I learned about Tinder and Bumble and I tried them and I was just, you know, just a babe in the world. Uh, and now I'm kind of a pro, so <laughs> it's been an interesting few years, um, but it's been fun. You know, I've met a lot of really cool people. I think I've learned, I've learned so much from the people I've met. About what? Everything. You know, even in those two month relationships where you just kind of start to get to know each other and you just kind of start to get to know that they're not right for you. On the way, you learn a lot about their lifestyle and you talk about real life things. You know, in your 30s, you talk about money, you talk about exercise, you talk about work, you talk about a lot of things, right? So I think I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm better for it. <laughs> It's been quite the learning experience, but also really fun. And you know, we live in Chicago, it's a great city. My experience was not that much different. Um, I didn't really date much in high school, college, you know, girlfriend here and there, or like, you know, the short little relationships. Um, and then I got married in my early 20s and then that didn't last. And then I met somebody I worked with and that didn't work out. And so then I was in the middle of this big city with all these apps and it just seemed like that's the way that people did things, and so I had to figure it out. And when I started, I wasn't good at it. I mean, I did everything from pissing people off to having days-long conversations via text only to find out that like this person had no interest in meeting in person to first dates that were canceled as I was like walking to them. I mean, just all of it. But the one thing I really noticed was people love talking about dating. Mm -hmm. Whether it's good or bad, the horror stories, the success stories, everyone just kind of likes sharing their experiences. And so as I'm like talking to people and, and hearing their stories, I was like, man, there should be a platform where people can share this. And then I was also looking for ways to make my dating game better. And so I looked on the internet, tried to find some podcasts, and there are a lot of great dating podcasts out there. There's ones that tell stories of people on dates. There's there's one guy that just brings a tape recorder along with him. There's you know the tips and tricks type podcasts. Um, Tinder sponsors their own podcasts. And I checked them all out and none of them really had what I was looking for. So I wanted to do a podcast that was a bit of a mix of everything. It takes some tips and tricks from people that have done this for a while and have various levels of success, but also talking to people that are new to it and getting the experience of somebody walking into this, downloading apps for the first time and like what they can expect. But then also like there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of human stuff that goes into online dating. You know, we see the best and the worst of people. We get to experience a wide swath of humanity. It's something I think that people should be talking about. It's a huge topic. And so what we're going to do is kind of break it down. Online dating has helped me I've been in some casual poly relationships that I definitely would not have been, I guess, invited to, exposed to. Uh, not for me, but, you know, I'm glad I know that. <laughs> Instead of, oh, I wonder. You know, I'm just kind of wondering. So many people tell me, they're like, oh, you know, I 
I do feel like this one-on-one is suffocating. Am I wrong? Is it wrong? And I, I would say, though, that say, uh, swingers in particular have kind of a people associate with like the 70s life swapping type of stuff. <laughs> but like cheesy, you know, cheesy nightclubs type of thing, um, which is an unfortunate, I, I think, uh, stereotype. So we've talked to a bunch of people. We've gotten some topics lined up of things that we're going to talk about in the next couple episodes. Uh, give me a sneak peek of some of the things that you're excited to talk about. I think when you meet somebody in person and you've you know, it has to be based on something, right? Uh, it's not always, you know, bumping elbows at the grocery store and having a meet cute. Usually it's someone at work or someone, you know, through a friend you've, you've seen them, you've seen them socially, you have some familiarity with them. So there's a lot of that inherent trust, uh, already present, uh, that you can use to kind of build on when you meet someone online, you don't know anything about that person. And I think for me, that's the most fascinating thing. It's crazy to me. I mean, I've done it, obviously. We all do it now. This is the way that we have so much more trust in each other based on, well, I mean, I do my, I do my, (laughs) I do my research. I look, I look everyone up on LinkedIn. I Google everyone. I mean, I know way more about your life than you know before we go on a date because I have to make sure you're not a crazy murderer person, right? You know, obviously there are stories about, you know, first dates and, and how weird people are and how wonderful they are and, you know, just the vanity of someone new and, you know, things like that. But I think once you kind of get past those scripted couple of months of doing coffee dates and dinner dates, the thing that fascinates me the most is how you get from meeting a total stranger to incorporating them into your life. Mm. And that's so nuts. You know, it's, it's incredible. People get married after meeting on Tinder. My very close friend met her husband on Match. Now they have a beautiful boy. And it's and this is this is the way the world works now. And so I think anything that we can say or do to help people navigate that transition, because um, I think a lot of people get stuck right sort of at that part where you're moving from this casual thing into a more serious thing because there's no foundation really there, right? I think anything that we can do to kind of help people along um, be, you know, a service. Well, I mean, but that being said, we're not experts. Uh-uh. Don't take any of this advice as like... No, no, no. We're just, <laughs> we're, we're just your peers. Yeah. We're just talking about stuff, and our experiences, anything, other people's experiences. Don't look at this as light bulbs. We're not here to illuminate the experience. We're just mirrors reflecting <laughs> the experiences of people at large. Yeah. And like the only advice, you know, we're, we're, we're going to give advice yeah. and we're going to say this, this works better than this, but we are both very much single too. And so mm-hmm. we haven't, we haven't exactly <laughs> become pros ourselves. We're, we're in no. this mess together. So sure yes, are. very much peers is, is the right word for that. I think this serves to just kind of start a dialogue. Yeah. Agreed. And hopefully this will give people an opportunity to start talking about things more openly because the the one thing that keeps coming up no matter what the topic is whether it's asking for a date or navigating sex or breaking up it's communication mm-hmm. people suck at talking to each other we're so bad at it and some of it's gonna be funny and some of it's gonna <laughs> scare the shit out of you at the very least you will have heard some great stories 
and you can commiserate with us on how awful this whole process Absolutely. is yeah. or how fun it is. You know, a couple things you won't hear in this podcast. We're not going to be sponsored. We're not looking to make any money off this. No, not at all. Um, so we won't have ads, which also means that we're not sort of beholden to anybody else's opinions. And so Tinder's not sponsoring us. So we're going to talk a lot of shit about Tinder. Listen, I have a lot of words to say. <laughs> easy, easy. All right. You'll hear things in, in a fair light based on people's experiences. We haven't had to edit or censor ourselves anyway, which is kind of nice. Also, you don't get commercials, which mm-hmm. is great too. Yeah. Uh, we're not pushing any products. There's a lot of people that have dating advice books and blogs and YouTube channels and whatnot. Uh, we're not going to ring them on and just interview them just to kind of shield their product. This is all just going to be us talking, relating our experiences, relating the experience of people that we've interviewed and letting you take from it what you will. Yeah. You're just going to hear what we say and say, same. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like swiping and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Like I was fascinated, right? So she goes, she goes, this is what Bumble is. And I'm like, oh, let's, I, I signed up for it. And then I remember the first what is it, right swipe? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Right swipe you like. Yeah, swipe the first don't. right swipe that I like, the guy matched me, and I actually out loud went, ah! <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, make it stop, make it stop. I feel so guilty, right? Like I'm liking somebody off of their picture. Oh my God, that's so shallow. I can't believe I did that. Unmatch it, unmatch it. How do I get out of it? And she's looking at me, she's like, what's wrong with you? Okay.